The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is A Lot of Squirtin'. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to stay to the end to figure that out. And you'll have to stay to the end to uh, hear us go on about the Snyder Cut. Yeah, we do address that in this episode, okay? Uh, a lot of things covered in this episode, including, uh, like I said, the Snyder Cut. Uh, we're going to talk about all the shows you should be watching right now. And we do kind of a deep dive uh, for The Empire Strikes Back, because it's uh, 40 years old right now. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to... We, we cover a lot of ground <laughs> in the episode today, so... Uh, Thank you for listening to this free podcast. It is free. Uh, and uh, we also have our uh, Patreon content as well. That's exclusive content. You won't get anything. Uh, we, you're not getting everything of Geek Show is what I'm saying, unless you're on our Patreon account as well. And it's very affordable. Tree Fitty. Come on. It's uh, patreon.com slash geekshowpodcast. Got to do the whole thing, otherwise you go to a bad place. But uh, this podcast will continue to be free every week. Uh, until, well, I don't know when. Uh, the <laughs> deaths and COVID have not stopped us, so here we are. Um, but uh, we make that possible because of our fine sponsors, uh, people like Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Uh, David, Dr. Volt's is uh, slowly opening the store back up, and the comic books are starting to flow again. I know the DCs came in last week, and he's starting to get some Marvels this week, So, uh, and the independents have always been coming, so... Uh, your hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Uh, if you uh, want, Dave will even mail your comics until further notice. So give him a call, find out what's up, and uh, go see Dave. Also, Haster Games, also doing curbside service if you want. You can go to hastergames.com and uh, buy your stuff. And then drive down there to 6831 South State. Call them when you get there, and they'll bring it out to you, curbside service. So you can also go into the store, depending on how comfortable you are with things. Uh, get a hold of them and find out what their current hours are, because these things are always in flux. 6831 South State, HasterGames.com. Haster has it. Local company. That's another thing to emphasize. All right, so uh, put on your masks and open your ears. Here we go. I love a brand new episode right now. It's called Lot of Squirtin'. Please to enjoy. Geek show, geek show, geek show. And welcome back to our basements. Yay! Wee. Hi. Wee. How are you guys? Chick Jokes on you. I'm in my laundry room. <laughs> Jokes on you. I'm in not a basement. Ah, I that can... went so well until it didn't. Yeah, you're, you're in, forgot how to do comedy. Forgot how to be funny. You're in the planning schemes room of Harley and Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, this is new New Gotham. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> best cartoon. Best might be the best comedy on television right now. It's really oh, funny. Oh god, it's so good. And and I'd never thought I'd ever say this in my life, but my favorite character is Clayface. Oh Clayface, <laughs> Clayface and Bane, like Bane. Oh man, Bane is. I, I, uh, I figured out who's doing the voice of Bane, and it's the lead singer from Crash Test Dummies. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, it's a, old. It's for the old folks. That joke. Uh, hey! It's a, it's a, it's it's a great show. I just 
thoroughly enjoyed the first season and I can't wait to see the second season. Well, well yeah, and now in its second season, it's gotten to a point now where the last episode, as of recording the episode that aired, kind of makes you go, oh no, my feels. So yeah, it's like a little bit more than a cartoon. You're starting to like feel for these people. Mm-hmm. I felt nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but oh, laughter. So, so no, it's, like the, it's like the season two episode of Last Airbender where Uncle Ira goes up on the hill to sing that song and everybody cries. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I ain't rocking with I that. I ain't seen it. You haven't watched Last Airbender? I know, no, but it's on Netflix, I so I get it. yeah. It's on Check Netflix, it so I get to be one of those people who watches it for the first time, and everyone's like, "Oh man, oh. I wish I was you." Yep, it's it's, so it's a great good. show. Great it's show. so good. And as Rebecca was pointing out, it's been a banner week for cartoon lesbians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't I mean, want to elaborate. Raw. Just yes. Just I mean, I mean. she like because She-Ra, the finale of She-Ra, was like a huge step. For LGBT like representation in cartoons, and and Harley Quinn, I don't want to like spoil Harley Quinn, but yeah, you know. don't spoil it. I'm an episode behind. Yeah, I love that. Well, show. Peppermint yeah. Patty, she got that project. Peppermint you know, Patty, got, she's around. She, she she picked up a Subaru, man. It was dope, man. So like, that's correct, sir. Yep. She is opening up an olive oil boutique. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yep. I'm the other the other day, with a friend of mine said oil? that. Uh, Another day, uh, a friend of mine said that with all of the uh, representation that's starting to show up, that she's really afraid that she's not going to have a chance to be the first gay anything. (laughs) (laughs) I thought of it that way. (laughs) It's good to talk. It's good to talk to you guys. Well, there's 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 an entire episode of Solar Opposites basically dedicated to that, the gender equality episode. Oh yeah, yeah, that shit was uh, wild. That was that was a good one. Yeah, with uh, what's the what's the girl? Uh, alien's name I can't remember. Jesse. Oh man, right? yes, yeah. like Jesse or something. She's trying to find a glass ceiling to break, and the whole show is about how she can't find the glass ceiling to break. <laughs> <laughs> God. So obviously it's a satire, but yeah. uh, it was it was funny. All right, uh, Rebecca Frost, everyone. What up? It's yeah. so good to talk to you guys. <laughs> we, it's we. That's why it's take it takes so long to like get into podcasting because it's we're just catching up because we forget how to socialize with people. So we do, you know, shooting the shit for the first thirty minutes probably good. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, Lee George Kate, everybody. Hi, everybody. Oh, sorry, that's my Doctor Nick thing. It's just not working. So, hey, uh, special <laughs> shout out to to Nick Kroll for bringing back the greatest <laughs> greatest gag. On what we do in the shadows. Oh my god, it was oh, so good. The, I still the, fuck, catch up on the fucking the fucking cursed hat is back. No way. Oh, god. Yes. oh my god. Oh my god, it was so, so they, good. They do. They do. I'm not gonna say what, but they do a prolonged sight gag that may be the best prolonged sight gag of its kind in the history of anything. Oh, and oh. what we do in the shadows renewed for season three. Yeah. Because the ratings are up twenty five percent. It's from just season so good. One? That's awesome. It's just so good. I mean, he's he's reprising his uh, his glam nightclub vampire from season one, and <laughs> it's so amazing. There's a vampire named Carol, and um, it's just it's just stunning. Like I laughed so hard, I thought I wasn't ever gonna stop, and then the show stopped, and I stopped laughing, and I realized that the world's still shit. But hey, that's why fine. are you sad? Because you're living in a sewer? No, Staten Island. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do we go through this shit tube? This shit tube. Anyway, uh, I've got a blog because you know I'm trying to regress in technology. Eventually, I'll just start putting out a zine 
I'll oh, print nice. it myself. I'll, I'll, I'm going to print okay. it myself at Kinko's on Tuesday nights. I'll be there until 2 in the morning printing my zine. We'll see if you can uh, find stack, it. Leave a stack of them at Bandaloops, don't forget. Yeah, that. I'll so. go to... Por- I'm gonna go to Port at Call and get a everything bagel at 3 a.m. Oh, see, shit. see, oh, see if you man. can find a see if you can find a Ditto machine to print it on, so it's all yeah. blue and has that nice smell. I love why that smell. you don't print a zine on a mimeograph, Tony. It's just Ugh, anyway. you idiot. Uh, oh, I L- know. LGK. Port Call <laughs> didn't sell don't uh, bagels. What was the place next to Port Call? Something a grocery store. Egg- Anchors away. Anchors I'm, away. away. Yeah. Anchors away. Yeah. 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 And we go there and get an everything bagel and some shitty coffee. Anyway, lgk.wordpress.com. My latest article is all about Rebecca Frost's project that I'm not really working on because I suck. What? Oh. The, what? The, the Gloomhaven figures. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Was... So I'm. So I have this. This. Um, we have a couple's friend that we made a quarantine pact with. So they're the only people that we've been hanging out with during quarantine times. Yeah, and we've been playing Gloomhaven, and they keep asking about the figures, and wow. I keep telling. Well, I keep telling them, you just got to be patient, my man. Yeah, I'm working on it. I got like this. Where? Where's? I got this guy. He's he's gray now. See. Oh, he's great. Oh. Um, and then I got this guy over here. He's just, he's primed. It, oh, but I'm working on it, Rebecca. I'm sorry. Wait, how That's long okay. How long you been working on her Gloomhaven figures? 78 years. How time you, time how long, is irrelevant. How long you been true. working on my single Dragonborn figure? <laughs> oh. Well, we oh. just found... We just found the right one. <laughs> just found a good one. Like all the other Dragonborn prior to two weeks ago or ten years ago. I don't know what time. They were time. trash. They were trash. Oh, hold on. I, I, oh, wait. Someone's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing his Dragonborn figure. He's the producer and designated driver of the program. He is Quad T Tutal Tony. Without my Dragonborn figure, I'm just a human born figure and that's lame exactly <laughs> yeah that's lame <laughs> super uh check me out on twitter at quad t tony um I, I made my very first instagram post today what Goodness. yep there's a picture is a picture of my cat oh, oh you're <laughs> you're doing it right of course you're doing I, it yep, right i start off with the cat tax it's right there you're, a, you're an influencer now yep yeah influencer oh, oh there we hard. go yeah. and uh job, check Lee. Hey, Tony, I'm in, oh, hey, there's I'm, a dragonborn right there. I'm, I'm your miniature. Someday I'll have paint on me. And, and Lee won't suck so much. <laughs> Lee, don't shame yourself. I can do what I want, Rebecca Frost. I'm just trying to help my friend. And then there's the gadget spot. That's it. That's a podcast. Right. Uh, it's uh, Shannon Barnson, everyone. Uh, hey, how's it going? Hi. Welcome to day whatever of the endless bummer. Yep. yep. I got nothing else. That's it. Yeah, that's yep. right. No pub quiz or <laughs> no. anything. Oh, okay. But you're no helping job. kids. I, I read your yeah, post. Yeah, you're helping about you the youth helping of America. Kids. Yeah. yeah, that felt good. To... That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. And, uh, that's good. Yeah, I guess. I, I, learned, I learned a lot about the American government that I didn't know. So, oh, shit. Yeah. So, I, now, there's a kid... Uh, He's high-functioning autistic that lives next door to Jen, and uh, he had one class left to graduate high school, and he just could not handle it. Mm. So I worked with him for like two weeks, and he passed. And Nice. 
walked uh, virtually yesterday. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, That's yo, good. one guy out here making a difference and shit. Yo, uh, you know, you yeah. think, you think, <laughs> you think me uh, helping somebody out would maybe help my karma? Then I just got kicked in the balls again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, <clears throat> we are in the darkest timeline. I can confirm. And it started when you urinated on that fortune teller in 1992. I should have done that. You guys, it can't be all bad. Lagoon's reopening today. What? Good luck. Uh, Are they they sanitizing between every ride? I I don't know. It's Lagoon. It's run by (laughs) 12-year-olds. And way out on the East Coast, it's Jay Whitaker, everyone. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope everybody's doing good. Hope you got some positive energy. Hope you just eating right, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, taking care of your motherfucking spirit, son. You feel why, me? Why are you judging me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you calling us out? No, I'm just, I just said, hope you're doing it. I mean, like, you, I mean, you ain't got to do shit. Like, you feel me? <laughs> I ate a whole. I ate a whole box of ramen without even cooking it yesterday. <laughs> I am just, you know, I'm happy for that journey. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm glad that you were discovering your your caloric intake. Endless optimism. Yeah, and your right. and your sodium is uh, is high, which means uh, your positivity is is of the wavelength is with heartburn. Uh, he's lost <laughs> it. Hey, just, follow me. Uh, follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram at it's Jay Whitaker. Uh, fuck with my full feather friends. Um, you know we about to do season two, and uh, big little kid podcast. Whenever I decide to do shit, uh, yeah, you know what it is, gang. I'm, I'm just you. excited. I'm excited to be able to stand in for Jonathan Frakes on season two of Picard. <laughs> Better start working on that beard, otherwise you're nailing it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Speaking, speaking of oi, oi, oi. How many donuts have you had today, Tony? Well, Yo, two God. regular ones and one big one. Wait, first off, time out, time out, time out, time out. Because we need to get like we need to introduce our host first. That's right. That's right. Yes, Carrie Jackson. Ba, 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 ba. Thank you. Monday through Friday, six to ten, from my basement. At x96.com. About 6 to 11, now, Oh, it is 6 to 11 now. Yeah, we've been going to 11 as long as we're in my basement. Yeah. Now, Admiral. Yes. Now that now that we've introduced everybody, can we please discuss Tony's bum-ass donuts? What the... <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know been, what the issue is. He's just <laughs> been teasing us with pictures of donuts that he's been eating. That's all. No. <laughs> I showed them shits to Kat, and she was like, what the fuck is that? And they're just square donuts. It's a square-shaped donut. You get a gla- more a donut for your dollar. It's a glazed donut that's square. That's. <laughs> it actually makes, it makes sense from a baking perspective because you just roll out your slab of dough and you cut squares, punch a hole in the middle, and fry them. You don't have a lot of waste. There you go. And then you're, yeah, and then like putting stuff in the middle, It's instead of just like being in a clump in the middle, it's all throughout your whole donut. Also, right. squares right. taste better than circles. I don't feel comfortable with this conversation. No, triangles taste better than squares. Tri- triangles don't. have always Tri- tasted better. We can't triangles. afford triangles in this time. No, Come in on. this economy. <laughs> in this triangles economy. are the superior shape. All right. Yeah, I just food. totally um, imagine y'all just like, what? You you want triangles? What? In this economy? Get the, <laughs> get the heck out of here. We're gonna get you will to... eat the crust on your sandwich and you will like it. That's right. <laughs> 
We're going to get to uh, all the broken news coming up in the next segment, but uh, I need to do some some member berries here. Ooh. All right. And I need you guys I'm to not... participate. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, just, the old guy's That's about to talk. I, I thought I I'd warn it. everyone that the old guy's about to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie uh, Chaplin died. Welcome to Grandpa Corner. <laughs> so a few things. Uh, I, I, I got out of the house yesterday and I drove to Utah County. I drove to Salem. Thanks for I saying drove, hi. I, well, we're all Tony's really lonely. Tony know, right? wants to bring us donuts and go to the basement so bad. <laughs> it's just me and my cat and my wife. <laughs> and uh, I went down there to say goodbye to the ancestral home. Did it sell? Uh, oh, did because it, it sold. Mm. Hell, they moved in that night. I uh, wow. yeah, yeah, exactly. Was it um, a cash sale? Whatever, it doesn't. Whatever. We'll talk later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I, I was, you know, just taking pictures, and I, and and then I, then I remembered, um, you know, it was forty years ago that Bart Farrell's mom took us to The Shining, and uh, and 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 watched it with us and scared the shit out of us with that. So it was forty years ago that we did that. But also last week, it was the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a heavy flashback member, Barry, while I was standing <laughs> in the ancestral home. Uh, because it was 40 years ago that my mom took me and my friends, my two friends, we didn't have driver's licenses. And the movie wasn't opening in Utah County till the next week. It was only opening up in Salt Lake City mm. on May the 21st, 1980. And at, so at the center theater, at the center theater, that's where I'm, that's yep. where I'm going. We drove up, mom dropped us off on the streets of Salt Lake, these three little farm boys. And <laughs> we got in, we got in line for the first showing. And at that showing, I did not know was Lee George Cade. I had not met him then. <laughs> I, I was uh, 10. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Vice was there. And I think Shannon was there, right? I was there. Yeah. That's were there. crazy. And he was nine. <laughs> yeah. That's just wild. We, we didn't know each other at that That's time. That's fucking wild, man. Man, that, uh, theater was, that theater was so cool. And remember, they had, for Empire Strikes Back, they had all the, like, had all the boys and, out. Oh, you have to say it. You have to say it the right way. What? Memba. Oh, Memba? Memba? But yeah, they had like the props and the costumes out and stuff. Yeah, they had a bunch of stuff. So fucking cool. Yeah. And there was there was a bookstore right next to the theater, and they were selling the paperback novelization of The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And when they opened at ten, I went in and bought one, and <laughs> skipped to the end. Oh, wow! <laughs> and the guys I was with, uh, Ben and James, they uh, they were like, "What? What? You got a weird look on your face." I said, "Dude, you don't want to know. You just don't want to know." <laughs> So anyway, I found this article, and uh, you know, because obviously the Empire Strikes Back is important to all geeks. I think that's safe to say, right? Yeah. And I found this article as to it, it explains why it's such an important and pivotal, uh, pivotal, <laughs> pivotal film. <laughs> uh, it, it was on Gizmodo, and it's it's called "The Best Things the Empire Strikes Back Introduced to Star Wars." And Snow. when I read, yeah, when I read this list to you, you're gonna go, yeah. This was a goddamn important movie, wasn't it? Okay. I am your father. Okay. The big the big one. The idea that yeah. Darth Vader is Luke's father changed everything, both okay. on screen and off. The first uh, twist in a movie. Yeah. No. Uh, here, let's see. I was going to say what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the first? <Okay. laughs> Introduced Man. us to 
to Yoda. Up until Empire Strikes Back, all we knew of the Jedi was what Obi-Wan Kenobi told us. And he's a human. And what uh, George Lucas used this bias against us by introducing the most important and powerful Jedi ever, and he's two foot tall something. Yeah. Uh, and we still don't know his origins to this day. Uh, so there, there was that. Uh, force ghosts were introduced. Because <laughs> before remember... then it was just a, a voice you could hear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we hear Obi-Wan's disembodied voice and then we see him. It was the hint that the Jedi don't exactly die when they die. Seeing a vision of Obi-Wan introduce the Force Ghost. That, that, and that'll come back into play later in the movies. Uh, the Emperor, first time you saw him, uh, showed us Darth Vader's boss. He had a boss. That was something that was uh, new. And again, the Emperor will play a part in the next, you know, six films that follow. Uh, Lando Calrissian. The, the reason that Han Solo was so popular was because he was a mysterious guy. We don't know anything about him. Where'd he come from? And uh, The Empire Strikes Back kind of filled us in a little bit, introducing his old pal, Lando. Uh, new John Williams themes, which are all ingrained in our memory. You know, The Empire Strikes yeah. Back, March, the Yoda's theme, the Han and Leia love theme. Uh, the At-Ats, the movie introduces new yeah! ships. Uh few introductions are as memorable or as impactful as that. We remember the first time you saw the At-Ats. Uh, their sheer size and scope captured our imaginations. Perfect representation of how imposing the Empire was. Mm -hmm. Boba Fett and his pals. Uh, despite what the special editions want you to believe, it wasn't until the release of Empire that audiences met the bounty hunter Boba Fett and saw his ship slave one. He proved formidable as well. Uh, succeeding in his task of tracking and locating Han, introduced IG-88, Zengar, uh, Dengar, Zuckus, and Forlom, and the whole, idea, the whole identity, <laughs> the whole idea of bounty hunting was seeded there. There is another. Remember that line? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, there is another. References to uh, Leia. Mm -hmm. At the time, Lucas himself was likely not sure what that line meant. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was Wedge, because he survived the first Death Star run. I was like, Wedge, be Wedge. Wedge is another Jedi, man. Wedge is and the chosen one. Yeah, he's the one. <laughs> He'll be the one that unites us all. Yeah, because, you know, and Dennis Lawson's a better director than, or a better actor than Mark Hamill, so he'll totally carry Return of the Jedi. That's impossible, even for a computer. All right. Holy oh my shit. God. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know. talk like that. <laughs> I know. Remember uh, that one? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hoth, Dagobah, and Bespin. Uh, okay. They're, you know, huge because they introduced us to wampas and tauntauns and snow speeders and force oh caves and swamps and floating rocks. Oh, my. And uh, at Bespin, it was, uh, you know, the, the three biggies from Bespin. Lobot, yeah. the, twin, the twin pod cloud cars, and Wilrow Hood. No, I mean the I, I mean the carbon freeze chamber is what I. Oh, I thought <laughs> you meant the ice cream guy. <laughs> I love oh, Will Rowan. Yeah, he's the he's the best. He's a legend. Uh, it introduced Jedi training. Uh, Jedi aren't just born; they're made. Is is what we were taught <laughs> up until something else happened. Uh, force communication was introduced because you remember at the end. He, you know, he's hanging off of the, the antenna. Clouds, yeah. And, he's, and he calls out to Leia and she hears him. Uh, so force communication was established there. He had five <laughs> bars. 
Uh, but it set the table for the Anakin and Padme connection to Rey and Kylo Ren's connection. So it, it, it established that early. Uh, probe droids, snow troopers, back to tanks, Vader's chamber, Minox, giant space slugs, Imperial shuttles, all of that. I, you know, I was reading that article and I'm like, yeah, this really is. Could it be the most important Star Wars movie? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, off top, it gives you, it shows you, it just, yeah, it shows you how big the Empire was. It, you know, you, it gives you classic lines, classic soundtrack. It introduces a black friend. Like, it, it, uh, the Force Ghost Lazy Heaven or whatever the fuck they do. I don't, like, <laughs> it, it's, well, it, it's, Let's look at it, too, from a financial standpoint. Yeah. If that movie had not done as well as it did, Star mm -hmm. Wars probably would have ended there. Well, they knew full well. There's there's actual footage of George Lucas while they were writing the movie saying that everything hinged on that. It was yeah. also significant because it was the first time, like, Star Wars itself is a really feel-good movie, right? The Episode mm -hmm. four is scrappy band of kids banding together, and without any training or a hope in the world, they blow up the bad guys and they overcome in the second movie, you find out that it's not that easy, and they get fucked over every which way there is. So, uh, it's it's literally, uh, um, yeah. Sometimes you 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 bite the hand that feeds you, and sometimes that hand is really big and smacks back hard. So, um, and it's also really wild looking back at it in retrospect because they've been kind of retro engineering Vader, right? So, Carrie, yeah. you were the first person who ever pointed out manic Vader. Um, mm -hmm. ep episode four, Vader's manic. He's he's like he's really really manic, and he's a little bit almost like he's almost a little shrill when he kills the captain of the Tanev Four at the beginning of Episode Four, mm -hmm. and then by Empire, he's killing. He actually kills more Imperial officers than he does Rebels. He's just choking <laughs> the sh he's choking the shit out of them left and right, and they've That's done right. a brilliant thing since Marvel took over. Um, he finds out that Luke is his son. Uh, Boba Fett brings him that information from uh, from Obi Wan Kenobi's cabin. He finds that information. Is it like so, a, a wall of pictures with red strings going everywhere? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> Obi Wan knew the whole time. But there's this great scene where all of a sudden Vader realizes he's been played by Palpatine from the very beginning, and he starts working against him. So it makes Empire even better when you realize that. Oh, yeah, he's killing those guys on purpose. It's like bringing on highly qualified military advisors and then firing them so you can bring in idiots. Yeah. Sounds familiar. And I wasn't really afraid of Vader until the Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I knew he was the bad guy, but I wasn't afraid of him until Luke's walking down that hallway and Vader just out of nowhere comes yeah. out with it with the saber slashing and he's he's slashing furiously and you know <laughs> i was that was I the first time i was afraid of darth vader that's just wild you know like i never thought of it like yeah he was like vader like vader figured it out early and he was yeah. just kind of waiting he was just waiting for the right time well mm -hmm. and the the code of the sith is that the the apprentice always tries to overthrow the master so the master brings right. on an apprentice and that apprentice is secretly scheming to destroy the master the whole time. And the master knows it because he secretly schemed to destroy his master before. And it's always for the same thing. But Vader still had that Jedi training where he wanted to bring balance to the Force. He wanted to bring balance to the Force by destroying Palpatine and bringing... You look at the prequels, all Anakin wants to do 
is just live a peaceful life and let everybody have their own happiness. And so that's all he wants is Vader, too. He just wants to end the war, kill Palpatine. There are no more Jedi, so there doesn't need to be any Sith. And then he can just go basically pull a Thanos act and farm on some moon somewhere. So who, why, how does a religion come around where... As you ascend up through it, you know if you make it to the top, you're going to get killed. What? Like, I mean, who, yeah, who that sounds like bad company policy. Exactly, bad company that's policy. That's what they're covering in the upcoming <clears throat> Project Luminous. That's. It's also not a religion. It's it's a philosophy. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's a yeah. philosophy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, like, how, how does that fuck? philosophy? Either it's way, like, whatever you want to call it. It's like Buddhism, right? So that's the same with the Jedi Order. A lot of people say, "Oh, we don't have time for kooky religions." Um, the Jedi weren't a religion. They were a creed. They were a, a philosophy. They were they were like Buddhist monks in that regard. And then they got political and everything went to shit. Uh-huh. I mean, really, they just needed an HR person, really. Like, yeah, this to, to settle these arguments and stuff. A yeah. lot smoother. Yeah. Like, they, don't they have a conference room? Like, exactly. Vader was the HR manager. Who are you going to report him to? <laughs> him? He's God. <laughs> HR manager killed the CEO. <laughs> Yo, that shit's wild, man. Like, man. I just like, you can't do this on LinkedIn at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, you know. Go down the member berry hole for a second, if you don't mind. That's cool. Uh, Just uh, thinking about the 40th anniversary of Empire. Uh, Let's take a break, and I got more, a little bit more Star Wars stuff, and then the rest of the broken news uh, coming up. After After these these messages, messages, we'll be be right right back. back. Feeling cooped up at home? Are you not entertained? For the best selection of board games, magic, Dungeons and Dragons, figurine painting sets, puzzles, and more. Haster has it. Our friends at Haster Games are staying open and offering curbside service. Or you can also go into the store. While you're spending more time at home, Haster has hundreds of great family games, two-player games, and solo games in stock. Now with curbside service, you can go to hastergames.com to shop and buy your games, And then just call them when you get to the store, and someone will bring it out to your vehicle. Safe and convenient. Haster has open board gaming all the time, so you can demo any one of the games from their 300 games library before you buy. Haster Games is locally owned and operated. They're located at 6831 South States. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 on Sunday. Haster Games. We're all in this together. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. And we're back. Okay, I got, we got a couple more Star Wars things, and then we'll get to the rest of the news. Because uh, we, were, we were just talking about it. The uh, Disney Gallery? Yeah. Or is it Disney Show? Disney Gallery on Disney Plus, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, Part 4, last night. The episode was called Technology. And I, I thought it was called Let's Blow Your Fucking Mind. Yeah, and uh, let's just talk about that briefly because it's something that you need to see how far special effects have come and how it has helped 
filmmakers. Remember the years ago, it was the argument of directors is all these special effects are just going to ruin everything. No, it's it's now helping filmmakers. Uh, you need to see this episode because it tells you how, well, they did The Mandalorian, but I think this is the future of, of filmmaking, not just sci-fi stuff. This is, I think, especially, the future of filmmaking. Especially this, you know, COVID-19 is not the last pandemic we're going to face in our lifetimes, unfortunately. With climate change accelerating, um, this is actually like the temperature the Earth is at right now. That's a really good temperature for viruses. So thinking about the fact that they can film something like The Mandalorian, essentially in a holodeck, what did they call that room? The the volume. The volume. Holy shit. The whole room and system is referred to as the volume. So like and, the only thing that's yeah. real is the floor, right? And some of the props and uh, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, some, some of the ships and a few things. Everything then, around you, it's this giant, it's like a hangar. But then they build, and this is all technology that is available over the counter. There's, this, is, this is nothing really new. And they have built giant, using multiple TV screens, high-def TV screens, they built walls and a ceiling. And then using gaming technology, yeah. they, they build the, what looks like, you know, the desert of Tatooine. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it could be just about anything. And also, and this this is technology that sprung from the Lion King. This this actually made me want to watch Favreau's live action Lion King. Because well, they showed action. him they showed him directing with the with the VR toggle, like he yeah. was moving mm-hmm. the camera that he was directing with virtually through VR. And he was in a virtual set. Well, he's wearing these Oculus glasses things, and and he's looking. At his set, and it's a virtual set, and he says, "Oh, this is this is where I want to I want to put the camera here. I want to put the camera here." And there's nothing around him. He's looking at a virtual set. Yeah, it's just astounding. But then they go to the Mandalorian and they build these things, and it you're standing in front of this giant screen that looks like Tatooine, and it looks real. What, on really, the what really like stood out to me on this episode in particular is, um, and you never really think about the lighting and what work and effort yeah. has to go into lighting a scene, especially a fabricated scene to make it look realistic. Whereas here, because of the screens, their lighting is so incredibly accurate and true to the scene. And they don't even have to do anything because it's just projected from the screens that they have set up. So, yeah, I mean, in the, in the old days, you had to hurry and shoot before you lost your sunset. Uh, yeah. You know, got to get the scene in before. No, you can start the sunset again. Well, it's they, like the guy. Did they the guy say that, what? Oh, go ahead, Lee. Oh, the the guy that directed uh, Rick Famuyuma, he directed the second episode with the the runaway Jawa Sandcrawler, and he's talking <laughs> about how they they basically filmed twelve hours of the sun going up and down so they could use that on the volume. But there's that scene where he has the fight with the two Trandoshans in a cave. That whole thing was shot in the volume, and there's there's no Star Trek planet hell aspect of it at all. It's literally <laughs> these guys jumped off of a cliff and attacked them, and they fought like crazy. And that's what they shot against the screen. I thought at first that they were using the, the screen as a placer so the actors had something to react to. No, that's that's how they shot the fucking scene. And I, God, I can't deal with it. It's like the the recreation aspects of this in the future are kind of mind-boggling, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, it could be applied to recreation easily. My, one of my favorite parts, you have to, first of all, don't watch it drunk. 
uh, because <laughs> there's a lot of technical talk in there. And you'll have to go back and watch it again because there's stuff that you'll just, it'll just go over your head and you'll have to process it. But there was a great part where uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, who was, you know, was the big bad at the end, Gus Frank, um, he, he said as an actor that this really helped him because he said, mm-hmm. I was standing on that alien world. Yeah, and that really helped me as an actor. I'm climbing out of this crashed spaceship on this alien world, and he says as an actor, it really helped him. Do they use projectors behind the screens to project it on, or is it? It's this, LED. It's, it's a LED. Mi- it's a micro That's LED. Wild, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just I saw a- some. I saw some tech like that at CES two years ago uh, from Sony and some from Samsung, and it is it's awesome, awesome Just, stuff. So. Um, just to talk about how it's going to affect um, entertainment. Uh, Jen works for a company here in Salt Lake that makes uh, programming for um, planetariums. Oh, and man. They are actually building a giant LED dome yeah. in their basement that I can get I get to get, like eventually go like watch movies. That's in. awesome. Oh. I love the laser shows and stuff they do on the, uh, on the planetarium domes and the, and the, you know, jumped through the universe and that would be amazing with well, the, so they, with the led wall you guys need Holy to watch cow. this episode then you need to watch yeah. this it's well, so, thinking. so they're saying that this so a new guy just bought the company and mm-hmm. uh he's like i think this is the next step in entertainment Every, i think this is i think it's the next step in everything because while i was watching yeah. this episode i started thinking about what you're going through shannon and actually what i'm doing a lot, a lot of my job now i have to do telehealth where i'm calling clients on the phone to see how they're doing right and the fact that they could actually project a virtual classroom where basically your kids could sit in a booth you could sit in a booth and you could actually project a classroom together where everybody was in the room together not quite like what we're doing here with zoom Right. But with a, a complete and total immersive atmosphere. And I think that's where we're headed because, you know, we are going to have to quarantine a lot in the future. Mm-hmm. This isn't the end of this shit. This is just right. this is this is this is quarantine 1.0. We're, we've got more coming in our future. It's sad and it sucks. Mm-hmm. How do we adapt to that? And this technology, I think, is going to allow us to do it, especially when you have to worry about this kind of uh, uh, viral pathology when you're shooting a movie or a TV show. If you could shoot it in a soundstage like this, it's amazing. They showed the Razor Crest, that whole space battle where he's got the bounty hunter chasing him in his ship. They had a they had the cockpit and part of the top of the Razor Crest on a gimbal, and they shot that shit live with the ship pitching and going and the space battle going on on the screen behind them. <laughs> and the ship it, j- yeah. jumping into light speed and all that, that was all shot live. Yeah, it was it was essentially a a video game wow. program is the best way to uh, relate it, but it's also an animated sequence, and that way he could react in real time, and uh, it well, was just amazing. And the crazy part too about that is there uh, there's a company named Epic Games. You'll you'll recognize uh, their work. Goose Goose Game. They made, oh yeah, that's uh, the cast that made a Fortnite, right? Fortnite, exactly. And they always and, like they, they they like is that is that the company that does like free games, but then they charge you up the ass anytime you want to turn left? <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much pretty much all companies that give you a free game charge you to turn left. Um, but uh, it's they they also specialize in making video game engines, so people can take those tools and make their own video games. They're going to release a new engine next year called Unreal Engine 5, and there's a demo for it online. You can go watch it. 
it it takes place in a des- a rocky desert and a cave area and it's i mean it looks photorealistic and what's crazy about it is it's all being rendered in real time on uh development hardware for the ps5 so i mean we're talking this is it's going to look like this you know next year two years down the road and it 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 literally i remember i watched it and my jaw just dropped the entire time i could not believe how realistic it looked yeah you guys have got to watch this episode then disney gallery episode four all right uh, while we're on the star wars subject um i'm taking this with a grain of salt because the source that i got this from is about 60 40 when it comes to being accurate Okay. But it's something it's something that Lee brought up on this show a week or so ago. Because when I say the word, the, the name Cobb Vanth to you, Lee, <laughs> he smiles. <laughs> I think of corn. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I... again. This is uh, the source. I'm 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 not saying this is happening, but I uh, it just it jives with what Lee said uh, a couple of episodes ago. That the speculation is is that Timothy Oliphant is playing Cobb Vanth, a character from the... Uh, which book was that, Lee? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Revenge of uh, the, the Corn. The Aftermath. Yeah. Aftermath, yeah, that's right, Rebecca. Chuck, yeah. Chuck Wendig's Aftermath books. And if, if he's if he's playing that character, I'm... Oh, my sweet giddy aunt. See, the I only like reason you, that I'm giving any like credence to this report at all is because you came up with it and then I read it in this thing. I don't know, maybe they listen. <laughs> They're like that guy has good ideas. Now let's Yo, make that. Let's make candelabra yes. a thing. I <laughs> thought no. Yeah. I thought I thought that's confirmed though. Timothy Oliphant is going to be in it. Like I, I saw that. Oh, he's Hollywood in it. Reporter. Yeah. He, okay. Yeah, he's I, in I, it. We no, just don't know who's, who. Who he's oh. playing has not been confirmed. Man, he's just playing Timothy. He's gonna play himself <laughs> in space. <laughs> like, with a, with just a cowboy Timothy. hat. Yeah. I he's just like, oh, well, I can't wait for you know a cantina scene with the Mandalorian spotting Timothy Oliphant. The Mandalorian walking up to him and going. Aren't you Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. I really liked that zombie show you did on Netflix. Yeah. I would love that. that that's the dialogue we do need. Like, let's so, just get real with it. Uh, but anyway, uh, Cobb Vanth uses the Boba Fett armor. So this is where it gets weird. He, uh, he, kill, he kills a guy to get it off some Jawas. Yeah. Vanth uses the armor to become the protector and mayor of a small settlement uh, that he names Freetown. This is perfect for Timothy Oliphant, isn't it? Uh, Freetown. Using the masked visage of it to hide his identity and reclaim Freetown as a place for good and honored people of Tatooine, defending its citizens from the scum and villainy typically associated with the planet. Uh, interesting way of continuing Fett's legacy, it says here. Um, but uh, that, that is the speculation. Now, why Tamora Morrison is showing up, we don't know. So many clones. I know so many clones, but uh, that's that's like I said, the only reason that I bring that up. And again, grain of salt at the ready is just because so, your your thoughts and this person's speculation what's, match. What's kind of amazing is that uh, if if this is the character and if they do bring in Cobb Vanth, um, he actually like stole a baby hut so that he could unify the the gangster factions that worship Jabba as a as a god. Yeah, that's and gonna so, work. And he got like a crate dragon pearl so that he could get the the Tuscan Raiders unified. So like this dude, he did some maneuvering to get shit together. So, um, by the way, did uh, you did, guys watch? Well, did that work out for him? Here, I stole yeah. your baby. You want to be friends now? <laughs> no, 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 no. This this one this one had been captured by somebody else. He liberated it and brought it oh, to a town. 
okay. Because so many people are used to the hut cartels running Tatooine. They're like, well, if we have a if we have a hut, maybe they'll listen to us. <laughs> so gotcha. All right. Uh, in other news, let's uh, pivot now to uh, Spider Man. He's not that a Star Wars. He's not a Star Wars. Sorry. Spider War. Uh, specifically, the uh, Spider Man in the Sony universe, because you know Sony, even though they work with Marvel to make the Spider Man movies, they have the rights to a lot of Spider Man characters. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I know where this is going. So, well, a couple of things exactly. happened. A couple of things <laughs> happened this week. Uh, X- S.J. Clarkson is developing a Marvel movie for Sony. Now, she is a filmmaker that uh, she has worked on episodes of Jessica Jones, uh, Succession, Dexter. Okay. Uh, okay. At one time, she was set to direct a Star Trek movie, but because of a contract dispute between... Uh, uh, Paramount and Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, they, that, that never went down. But she has been hired to direct something in the Spider-Man universe. Uh, this could potentially be, and I hope, I would love to see her direct a Silver Sable movie. Mm, okay. I yeah. think that would be cool. Uh, but uh, the speculation is that, you know, because there was that project Silver and Black that uh, Sony was kicking around, which would have been Black Cat and Silver Sable team up. Um, so there's, there, there's that speculation, but she has been hired. And also the rumor is possibly Madam Webb. Why? Mm. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I'll, uh, uh, you, you'll get my, you get my butt in the seat probably, but why <laughs> Madam yeah. Webb? I mean, I don't know. Oh, wait, there's, there's a worse person that they could make a there's, movie about. Uh, Morbius living vampire. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Even worse. Who? Who? Uh, here it is. Uh, Mark Guggen- <laughs> here Mark- it is. Yay. Mark Guggenheim. Once again, I'm just going to say, I can't believe this shit is real. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Once again, uh, Mark Guggenheim, who is a comics writer, the co-creator and producer of Arrow, has been tapped to write a script for <laughs> everyone's, it says here, everyone's Favorite amazing friend of Spider-Man? Miss Lion? Jackpot. I wish. Who? Oh, my God. Exactly. Oh, my (laughs) God. Are you fucking for real? Who's Jackpot? I've never heard of him. Her. Oh, it's a lady. Oh, I've never heard of her either. (laughs) Guggenheim is the guy who created the character in a three-issue miniseries in 2010. Well, he may not have created the character. Hang on. He wrote the character. Uh, (laughs) Two incarnations of the character. Sarah Arett and Alana Jobson, both created by, oh, Dan Slott and Phil Jimenez. Uh, okay. Loosely been associated right. with Spider-Man. Arett, introduced in 2007, was a geneticist working at an Oscorp subsidiary who inadvertently gained super strength when exposed to <laughs> near-lethal virus called LOT777 while researching a cure for Parkinson's disease. After briefly becoming the hero jackpot, Sarah went on to go back to her past life and her young family and decided to sell the jackpot identity to Alana Jacobson, or Jobson, excuse me, who had such a crush on jackpot, she offered to just buy the hero from her. He says, well, if you don't want to be jackpot anymore, here, I'll I'll do it. Uh, uh, Here's some some money. Um, Alana didn't have powers. Instead, she used a bunch of drugs, including the mutant growth hormone, to replicate Sarah's powers. She teamed up with Spider-Man after deciding that part of her shtick would be having a massive crush on him to hide her sexuality. 
they uh, uh, <laughs> palled around. They palled around for a bit until an unfortunate encounter with a similarly low-rent villain blindside left Alana blinded by his neurotoxin. Sandra Bullock? Oh! No! When, uh, when Peter gave her the antidote, it reacted poorly to the cocktail of the drugs, and it took, uh, took her powers, killed her, giving both, <laughs> giving both Peter and Sarah alike that classic bit of Parker guilt, of course. Um, so Sarah redawned the jackpot mantle in Guggenheim's <laughs> miniseries. This is where Guggenheim comes in. What? Uh, oh, with, God, uh, this is a terrible story. <laughs> anyway. So Guggenheim has said, look, I, I, I wrote a story for this character. I want to write a movie version of jackpot. It's, it's, it's a such a minor Spider-Man character, but hey, show me what you got. So the story of this character is lab accident. I got superpowers. I'm a superhero for a little bit. Don't want to be a superhero anymore. Here, you can buy my superhero name, take all these drugs, and be a superhero. Nope, now you're dead, so I guess I'll be a superhero again. Why are they doing this when the greatest Spider-Man character of all time hasn't had a movie yet? Who? Where, where is the Spider-UK movie? What? Even I don't remember Spider-UK. He's the one with the with the vest and the Union Jack and the Mohawk. Spider oh, that was that was Spider Punk. Spider, yes. yeah, Spider, Spider UK. Yeah, Spider. This would be like this would be like when Fox had Fantastic Four, and if they made a Willy Lumpkin movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it again. Who? Exactly. The mailman. Oh, the mailman okay. from Fantastic Yo, Four. All right. This shit is mad over my head right now. Yeah. I know. Well, that's that's how this deep is, these they're going. Yeah, this is how this is, it's oh, so God, stupid. Way out. I, I didn't even know there was a I'm second so, jackpot. I'm so stupid. Yeah. Spider UK is the alternate Spider-Man who happens to be Captain Britain in that timeline. Spider-Punk's the one with the UK jacket and the Oh, you wanted Mohawk. the Spider-Punk. You wanted Spider. Yeah, I want Spider. I don't want Spider UK. Captain Britain sucks. He's yo, everywhere. Yo, easy, Jerk. easy on my guy. Easy on Captain Britain. Like that. Suddenly, Captain Britain's your guy. Yo, because like, I mean, wait, who's his wife? Hold on, I think my pizza's burning. I gotta go. Yo, stop it. Hold on. He Captain Britain's a good guy. Out of frame. Like it's, what? What's wrong with Brian Braddock? Like he's dope. Oh, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just and, a minor character, I think, is what Lee is saying. But that's the thing. It's not. It's like that to me. That's just. It, why shit on a guy like he, he's he's he does the same thing as Captain America, and he can fly. Look, look. What Brian? <laughs> what is happening? What Brian Braddock and I do in the comfort of our own bedroom is between us. I can shit <laughs> on him if I want. Yo, who's his wife? I'm trying to remember. Like, is it Psylocke? Her name's Megan. No, his name's think... Me oh, Psylocke's Megan. the sister. Megan yeah. is his is Elvin yeah. his Elvin wife. From Avalon, Yo, when they lived in the Weird goddamn out. lighthouse. Yeah. Okay, all right. I got it mixed up with Game of Thrones. I thought they was doing. <laughs> hey, I thought they was Lannister in. Like, yeah. Like, so, like Sony. Like, hey, we could make a. Why don't we make a movie about uh, you know the Miles Morales, Spider Man? Why don't we do? Oh no, no, we're gonna do Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's. It's like they have a whole list. Well, we could do Miles Morales, or we could do Scarlet Spider. Uh, we could do Spider Gwen. So, no. Um, no, 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 no. We need a jackpot movie. <laughs> I mean, there are so many. There are <laughs> so many great silk. characters in the yeah, Spider silk universe. Spectre. Like who's Not next? Spectre, just Silk. Uh, Puma. You could do a Puma movie. 
The spot. Oh, see, even the spot could have it. I know, I know who that is. I, I don't know who Arcane. Jackpot is. <laughs> anyway, uh, like I said, show me what you got. I'll, as, now, and, as, and as Tony now, said, you got my money anyway. I'll go. So. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't I have still, my money. I still haven't watched Venom. I really? you gotta. I have It's no, it's, not it's it's fun. I no. It's fun. No, it's I not fun. Venom. You can't say that if you haven't seen it. I saw I... it. It was not fun. <laughs> no, I'm saying you can't no. say you hate Venom. No, I don't. Like I hate Venom. Yeah, he doesn't He's like the stupid. character from the I comic. I hate the character. Okay, but this character, but this representation of Venom is not like regular it's Venom. It's pretty different. Yeah, it's pretty because different. Because you want to see Tom Venom Hardy talk to, to himself, mm-hmm. go watch Bronson. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get to the rest of the broken news coming up in a moment after, after the these messages. messages. We'll be right, we'll be right, right back. And now, a special message from Dave at Dr. Volts. Dave and the Dr. Volts crew would like to thank everyone for their continued support through these difficult times. Dr. Volts Comics is committed to continuing to serve our beloved community. Dr. Volts intends to remain open for our customers, and we're offering curbside pickup. We can even send you your comics in the mail. Call us for details. We are temporarily closed on Sunday so we can keep everything clean and organized. We are strictly following the state's guidelines for social gatherings, so we ask our dedicated customers to help us comply so that we can remain open. Though new monthly titles have slowed down, the Dr. Volt's crew has been hard at work preparing our extensive inventory of back issues for sale. All of this hard work is so that we can bring you New For You Wednesdays. New For You Wednesdays are the opportunity to pick up that storyline everyone keeps recommending or fill in those missing pieces for your collection. Every New For You Wednesday, we'll be putting out new back issues for sales. And if you can't make it on Wednesday, no problem. Until further notice, back issues will be 20% off every day. So wash your hands, be safe, and read comics. Hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previous catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City, it's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Do you like video games? Yes. No, dude, I was talking to listeners. Oh, okay, keep going. Do you like tabletop games? Yes. Oh, I give up. If you like video games, tabletop games, and listening to me, Troll JD, check out the 3-Bit Gamer Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. Okay. Yeah. The rest The rest of the broken news. Um, now, I'm one of two people that I know of that liked that last incarnation of the Muppets. I love that. It was, I liked it, okay. too. There you go. Okay. Oh, did it people went, not like it? People did not like it. it. I mean, it was one series and canceled. People hated it. Uh, I thought it was great. Pepe the King Prawn actually says, gender's a construct, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so they've uh, they've decided they're going to do uh, the Muppets. It's going to be called, it's a six-episode limited series called Muppets Now hmm. uh, on Disney+. Plus. Hold on, what's the difference between Muppets Now and Muppets Go? Well, if you, stay with, if you stay with Muppets now long enough, you get Muppets Max for free. <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. It's good to know. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Muppets <laughs> Now is the Muppet Studios' first original series for Disney+. Plus, Six-episode season. Scooter rushes to make his delivery deadlines and upload the brand-new Muppet series for streaming. They are due now, and he'll need to navigate whatever obstacles, distractions, and complications the rest of the Muppet gang throws at him. 
overflowing with spontaneous lunacy and surprise guest stars and more frogs, pigs, and bears, and whatevers than legally owned, it says here. The Muppets cut loose in The Muppets Now. Uh, but they say they're getting back to the silly and family-friendly shenanigans. Uh, July 31st is when this comes. So, you know, I, yeah. I liked I liked that. Uh, it was like The Office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, but the Muppets, and it was—I enjoyed it. It was very funny. But there you go. Anybody who talks about the original Muppet Show as being family friendly, you need to view that through a 1970s lens, because mm-hmm. Three's Company was also considered family friendly, and that was a jiggle show. I mean, we we don't <laughs> what <laughs> we don't we don't look at these shows from the 70s and go. Where can I watch this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You just almost killed Carrie. Oh, that was that was the oh, cat. No. He can't breathe. Uh, no, I laughed because that's what they called him, though. Yeah, I know, but it was not that in Mormon wards. No, <laughs> it was it was the devil incarnate. Right. Well, I didn't live oh. here then. I lived in California, and I I had these old conservative family members that'd be like. You know, we need to watch the clean shows that are out. These are these are good, clean, family-friendly shows. You know, Charlie's Angels, Three's Company, and no. I mean they were literally like if you had a show on in the late seventies, undergarments were not a thing. So and there was neither... all the jigglings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three, Three's mm. Company was the uh, the devil's own TV show there for a while in Mormon's <laughs> Ward because, well, it was it was uh, two different genders living together. One of them pretending to be gay somehow. Pretending to be gay. Without talking about it. So that was was enough um, to to make it the Devil's Own TV show. Uh, Here's a show. It's going to be called Good, Bad, and Undead. Yes! It is a buddy comedy starring... (laughs) Twins. (laughs) Now listen. It's about a descendant of Van Helsing... Okay. who teams up with a pathifist vampire in order to scam unsuspecting town folks out of their money. Whoa. So the vampire has the vampire has no interest in killing people and the Van Helsing likes to make a quick buck. Now, I would just say watch the frighteners because it's the same plot yeah, but that's with ghosts. Bro, that's exactly. Mm. But I'll tell you to tune in because of who's playing the cast. The vampire Pacifist vampire is Jason Momoa. Oh, what? <laughs> and the Van Helsing is Peter Dinklage. Oh, oh I'm with I'm it. in. Okay. Yeah. They have yeah. the same beard and hairstyle for the promos <laughs> that I've seen for it. Yeah. <laughs> is this going to be on a streaming service or regular TV? It uh, does not say right now. Uh, just okay. that no, they have signed to do it. I actually so who's the up- vampire? I got an Momoa. update on it. Okay. I got an update on it last night around 11 o'clock. They're actually going to come and, and do it in people's living rooms. It's just kind of a stage <laughs> it's play. It's a traveling show. That's cool. Yeah. I will but, spend uh, $4 to get that. But oh, that's, uh, again, I'd remind you, see the Frighteners. It's the same plot, but with ghosts and Michael J. Fox, and it's uh, Peter Jackson, and it's it's a great movie. And a oh. ghost butt. That's the only, time I've ever, it's the only time I've ever seen a bear ghost butt in my life. <laughs> Was that John Astin's? No, yeah, it was John Aston's ghost butt, and you could just see it popping in and out of uh, out of Egyptian sarcophagus because he was <laughs> he was having sexy time. <laughs> with, yeah, that's right. With a mummy. 
<laughs> he was an old town sheriff, and he was like, "Oh, she's beautiful." <laughs> yeah, that's also Jeffrey this. Jeffrey Coombs playing like the twitchiest FBI agent ever. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, and Chi McBride's up in that joint. Yeah, this is. Oh yeah, Chi McBride's great. Yep, Frighteners was a really good. I liked that. I like that. Uh, there's another show called Washed Up, hmm. which is uh, being referred to as a sequel to The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I read about this. This sounds so fucking dumb. Wait, like, the live yeah. action shit? <laughs> the Disney Mermaid? It's, uh, it's coming mermaid to, uh, well, the, the Little Mermaid may be Disney, but it's also one of those characters, Hans Christian Andersen or whatever right. it was. So is it Disney doesn't own more... the Little Mermaid. Well, so basically, is it, is it going to follow more the Disney family friendly or the Hans Christian Andersen kind of gory and well, weird? Becomes you got sirens. And dies at the end. Yeah, you got sirens for that show. But uh, hmm. here's, here's the plot. Uh, it's coming to the Peacock streaming service. Uh, created by Yo, Jane the Virgin. Hey, that's not what they sound like, guys. Come on, put don't culturally appropriate. <laughs> oh, that's true. Ah, Jesus. Ah, ah, full feather Friday ah, expert ah. here. Did I get it? Did I get it? No, you guys uh, are being you're close. Cre- Dang it. Created by Jane the Virgin writer Gracie Glassmeyer, tells the story of a mermaid princess turned human who realizes after 15 years of being married on the surface world. That she's deeply unhappy with her marriage and is in need of a change of pace. Uh, then the mermaid's father unexpectedly dies. Uh, she realizes that it's up to her to figure out how to bring peace to their underwater kingdom and in doing so, save the world. The description I read said that she was in a sexless marriage or a loveless marriage or something like that. And I just thought it was so unnecessary. <laughs> I'm going uh, back to the ocean because marriage sucks. And the prince is uh, like, some parts of hers are still fish. I, I can't. That's, that reminds me of Futurama when they go to the lost city of Atlanta. And <laughs> she, she says, can we have sex? And she opens up her bed and there's a whole bunch of eggs. And she's just like, there, spread your sperm on my eggs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nah. Uh, anyway, so Washed Up is the show. It'll be on the Peacock. It doesn't say when, but the Peacock is going to be available here on July 15th. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, let's see, other broken news. Uh, David Arquette is back as Dewey in Scream Relaunch. Hell yeah. So that does give you an idea of where they're going with the relaunch. It's not going to be, you know, starting over. It's it's later, uh, later on down the road. Yeah, because they've been talking to Nev Campbell about coming back as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it'll be essentially sequels. Getting so the gang back together. Getting the gang had back a together. Mad crush on Nev Campbell, man. That's ooh. <laughs> I'm excited. That's from uh, oh, I know the movie you're talking about. Uh, uh, I know. Wild, wild thing. Scream. Wild, wild, wild things. Wild yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that shit was fire. Because that was that was Nev Campbell, Kevin Bacon, and Mrs. Denise Charlie Sheen, Denise, Denise Richards. Richards. Oh yeah. yeah. Matt you know, Dillon was up in that joint. I was going to say, Matt, it was Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah, that's you know, right. It's, a, it's sad because everybody, everybody thinks that's Denise Richards' best movie, and they just forget how amazing she was in Starship Troopers. <laughs> she was really good I'm, in that, but I liked her best in Undercover Brother. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. She was like, pretty funny in that. The funny <laughs> thing, okay, side, sidebar, but I remember, right. I vividly remember, um, like, when that movie came out, I had a... Uh, I had a white girlfriend at the time, and yo, like 
there was a lot of interracial couples in that audience and you just hear like you just see a lot of black dudes just going yeah that 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 would just about do it right there (laughs) (laughs) like we were just like yeah i vividly remember the mayo scene i'm just like what is going on (laughs) that would do it (laughs) and uh finally this and then we can talk about stuff that we were into and have been watching and all that uh, according to Deadline, oh, here's a combination. Michael Bay and Adam Goodman are attached to produce Songbird. Mm. Uh, directed by Adam Mason from a script he co-wrote. Uh, the story is set. Here we go. This, this is a movie everyone d- is demanding. The, uh, Songbird, is that what it's called? Set two years in the future where the COVID-19 pandemic has not gone away. Lockdowns have been rolled back and then reinstated, and it becomes even more serious as the virus continues to mutate. So that's something you want to watch why, right why now. Are we already no, doing COVID content? Judas no. Priest. Um, Who's going to go see I, that fucking movie? And I hope it's all done quarantine edition, so it's obvious everyone's in separate places. It'll just be everything I hate from this period of time in one movie. No, speak on it. This shit sounds straight up ass. Yeah, that's just a bad idea. <laughs> Um, stupid. I'm not Wait, even going to say stupid. show me what you got with that one. I think that's just a bad idea. Yeah. No, I can you say they don't yourself. have. They don't have my seat in a my butt in a seat on that one. Show me what you're not. <laughs> hey, oh, there you got go. him. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Carrie, are we not going to talk about uh, HBO Max's news at all? Uh, what do God. you have? Oh, what? Oh, the what? Snyder, the cut? Snyder oh, cut. Oh, the Snyder yeah. cut. I guess oh, we yeah. ought to. I, I mean, I, I I was never part of the campaign for that, but I'll I'll watch it. I'm I'm, oh, I I'm, I'm really curious to, to see. see. Okay, here's here's what happened. Um, the Snyder Cut never existed. Exactly. It still doesn't exist, but it's going to exist. But it, all right, because he's, he's fucking putting it together. Exactly, he's putting it together now. He's he's read enough about it to go. Well, let me take a look at that. Uh, so he's in quarantine with his wife, who also produced the, the show with him. I saw uh, that, Rebecca. J- Justice League. I just Snyder cut. I Snyder know, right? cut. She's and making she's making a masturbation motion. Tony. And so <laughs> you don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you must have learned that from Futurama. Ah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so he's in quarantine with his wife, who also produced the show, and they're, they're just kind of sitting there, and they're like, well, maybe we could do this. And so they went in, and they found some special effects that weren't finished and some footage and all that. Now, for those who don't know what, what we're talking about, Justice League, during the filming of Justice League, Zack Snyder's daughter uh, died as a result of suicide. And it, uh, it just destroyed him, and he said, I can't finish this movie. Is there anybody else in Hollywood who knows how to do movies with multiple superheroes and all of that? I'll do it. <laughs> I think Joss. that's her Joss Whedon impression. Yeah. yeah, and then Joss Whedon showed up and said, I've done a couple of those. Uh, let me take care of that for you. So he came in, rewrote the script a bit, and uh, put some humor in it, from what I understand. And then they shot that version. He, so, Snyder was about a fourth of the way in, the way I understood it, right? Oh, I thought Snyder was about a fourth of the way in into, into editing it. I thought they were done no. shooting it. Oh, no, no. no. Joss Whedon had to come in and, like, like make the whole movie, practically. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, oh, they had just... That's, okay, yeah. okay. That's, that's why the big thing with, with the Superman mustache was an issue, because they'd, they'd all moved on. 
Yeah, they had to bring <laughs> they had to bring it back in for extra footage, and he had already had that mustache from the Mission Impossible movie, right. and that company was not going to let him shave off his mustache, and blah blah blah. I so wasn't going to sp- let him. That shit was beautiful. <laughs> it's a good so mustache. They had, they had to special effects it out anyway. So it's about a quarter Zack Snyder and three quarters Joss Whedon. That the cut that you see, even the even the super cut that is actually better. Um, but Snyder said, you know, there's there's a bunch of stuff in there that that was not that I wanted in there that was not shot, including Dark Side, that part, you know, and all these other things. So he's assembled a rough version of what he wants to do with the Snyder cut. It's about four hours or more. He took what? it to Warner. Oh, that's yeah. classic Zack Snyder. Yeah, oh. he, t- he took it to Warner Brothers, showed it to them, and they said, well, we can't release this in movies, obviously. Uh, but tell you what, we'll give you twenty million. Uh, you can bring some of the actors back to shoot some scenes or some dialogue or whatever you need. Uh, and uh, we got this new thing, uh, HBO Max, that we're putting together. We can release it there. So here's how I know that the Snyder Cut still doesn't exist. They don't know whether they're going to release it as a, like a series yeah, or oh one God. big movie yeah. or whatever. Uh. So all of these little fanboys who have been shooting me shitty little emails all week saying, ha ha, see, you said it didn't exist, and fuck you, and blah, you know. Why it still doesn't these... exist. Pick a better hill, gang. Right? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's so many hills out there. Right? It would be so much better. And this also, one ain't it. <laughs> also, if you send in emails like that, yo, get a fucking hobby. For real. <laughs> that yeah. is like, their hobby. Agreed. I mean, yeah. like. Man, and, and at least you spell check or like Grammarly or something, man. Stop being <laughs> assholes. If you're going to insult me, please do it uh, with proper English. If do you it accurately. Please. Come on. No, well, I, I no, I feel I feel you, man, because it's just like I, I. It's the reason why I'm full feather Friday. I got to tell people I'm not a bird expert. I got like ornithologists, people with degrees and shit. Like yo, they're actually. I'm like, dude, go. Excuse me. Yeah, Animal like, people are like. The way geeks are to like their fandoms, animal people are the same way to their fandoms. You tweet out one incorrect fact about a cat, ooh, you won't hear the end of it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. guess what though? I don't give a fuck. I'm just trying to pass the time. You feel me? Yeah, and I usually respond to to those emails with eat me. You know, um, <laughs> I don't even answer them. You know, so, usually. Here's so anyway. the funny thing about about this whole thing with the Snyder Cut is, okay, cool, I get it. I realized that the movie wasn't what you thought it was going to be because, mm-hmm. yeah, Whedon did bring in some humor that didn't quite jibe with the whole, you know, grim dark of of the of the Snyder grim movies, dark. right? <laughs> it's it's very grim dark. It's very yeah, very it uh, brooding, yeah. brooding, brooding, brooding. Yep. And so, you know, cool. I get that you think that there's a cooler, grimmer, machoer movie with less talking women in it. Oh. That's the Snyder thing. I'm sorry, Sucker no. Punch. Sucker Punch somehow managed to be a movie about women that had less female dialogue in it. You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they're just there to fight, look cool, and pose. So okay, Colin Trevorrow almost directed episode nine. I would have preferred that. Maybe I don't know because that movie was never made. So well, yeah. That's a that's a great point, Lee. Uh, the Snyder version of Justice League could come out, and they might. Hate that one even more than the Joss Whedon one. Yeah, you never I, know. I, you never I know. predict they will. I predict you know? they will. Well, but these these particular Snyder bronies, they they kind of have this thing where the, the Snyder brony mentality is, I love the grim dark of Zack Snyder. I like my women leggy and quiet, and I like my men <laughs> masculine and brooding. <laughs> leggy so, and quiet. Yeah. Uh, God. 
Damn. So <laughs> the, the Snyder Cut is being made now, and it'll be on your HBO Max eventually. And as it, as it goes along, we'll keep you up to date. But uh, I, I just suggest that you get the, uh, the extended version on the Blu-ray and watch it, because yep. I found it satisfying enough. You know. It's got some stuff. I, I still think I still think Man of Steel is one of the best movies, one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's fantastic. I really I like Man love of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah. Man of Steel Me is a too. fabulous Clark Kent yeah. origin movie. Yep. It's it's Swagged. so good, oh, and yeah. people people okay, complain yeah, yeah. about that one. I'm a fan. I think Sucker Punch is a fantastic movie, despite the fact that the women don't talk much. Um, <laughs> it's still really cool looking. I mean, it's like that that was his last unchecked movie before Warner Brothers said you're our DC guy now. So. Well then, too, if you want if you want some more uh, Justice League, just check out all the DC animated movies. Oh, Tons yeah. of good so stuff, good. right? Oh, yeah, there. like yeah, those yeah. are phenomenal. Like, I don't even like DC. I mean, I kind of like DC, but Justice League animated movies are like the way to go. Shit. Yeah, they're great, they're awesome. And yeah. I just yeah. saw I saw an expanded trailer for Stargirl last night. I didn't realize there's so much Justice Society in there. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like yeah. Our Man and and Injustice Society on top of it. So and then the second episode they're bringing in Stripe or yeah. Stripes the, the robot. So I mean DC Universe is killing it right now. Keep killing it. Maybe we don't need all these movies. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Maybe. Maybe that's where the DC universe needs to be. Is in uh, those formats. I'd be fine right. with that. I'd always take a long form, well produced story versus a two hour movie. You hear look, that look Game of Thrones? Any day of the week. Any day. You hear look. that Game of Thrones? Right. Look oh, at the and, gift that Star Trek has given us over the last oh, few years. Yes. Oh yeah. You know? um, oh, and while we're on DC, did uh, last week did we talk about? Uh, Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman? I can't no. remember. Uh, that no, happened. that just that happened a few week. days ago. Yeah. That's right. Uh, she is just leaving the series. Um, they're both, both the production company and her are being very, uh, this is a mutual decision. Everything's fine. Yeah, nobody nothing, seems pissed off at each other. Nothing to see here. Very we'll tight see. Lift, very tight-lipped for, about the reasoning, though. Yeah, yep. not given anything. a reason. Not saying just. Uh, oh, I uh, I I had read that she was unhappy with um like the date the length of the days that they were working and like mm. the amount of time that actually had to be put into it. I read that that's, somewhere. But that's a huge who knows? commitment. It is a big yeah. commitment. It, uh, when uh, what's his face Stephen Amell was doing uh, Arrow, he would frequently tweet about how long his days were and how hard yeah. a role mm-hmm. like that is. So. Well, because you're, well, yeah. you're shooting on top of four hours of working out to stay in that shape. Yep. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. I know no, I know she hurt herself really bad right into the filming of the first season. So uh, Hollywood Reporter article I read said that that was not uh, the that was probably not the reason. Yeah. Mm. So I, I don't know. I imagine staying in that shape and doing those action scenes because she she takes likes a, to do a lot of her own stunt work. And if you've you've had two of your vertebrae fused because of a stunt injury, takes a toll um, for sure. Yeah, could be. Uh, but they're going forward. It was renewed before the season finale. They said we're going ahead with season two, and they said they're going to recast. So, and and they want it to be someone from the LGBTQ community. So, who's that lady from Brooklyn Nine Nine that wants to do it really bad? Oh, oh Ste- uh, Stephanie Beatrice. Stephanie Beatrice. Yeah. 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 No, She'd I want so her to good. be my She-Hulk. Oh, she would be <laughs> oh, such a good yeah. She-Hulk. <laughs> yes. I'm, Damn. I, I heard Allison Brie for She-Hulk. Hmm. Alice, yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't say no because I like Allison Brie in anything. But if you had said Mark Ruffalo would be the best Hulk ever, I would have laughed at you. Well, that's what right? I mean. It, when you said Allison Brie, it would have to be she would be the you know the regular ver- version. They have to do a CG 
She well, that's what for sure. Uh, that's what they did with Hulk, right? That's Ruffalo doing all the mocap. For oh, Hulk. for some reason, so. I'm thinking TV series. It would be a movie, and yeah, they'd have plenty of budget for that. Yeah. Well, the she, yeah, the She Hulk would be a TV <clears throat> series, and they could easily shoot Force perspective to make her look bigger, right? Uh, you know, like they all did with the Hobbits, feet, two inches oh. over. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say she's Allison tiny. Breeze, she's tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's anyway. pretty. She's pretty ba on uh, glow, though. Oh, she's yeah. great on glow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's good in everything I've seen her do. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, what do we, uh, before we say goodbye, what are we, uh, oh, do you have games, Tony? I do have some games. Oh, okay. Uh, coming out this week, we have Minecraft Dungeons. Ooh. So this looks kind of interesting because it's set in a, like the Minecraft style gameplay universe. Well, not so much gameplay, but Minecraft style universe with the same blocky animation and all that stuff mm-hmm. but it's a uh, rpg dungeon crawler with a story and everything so mm. it uh could be good i don't know if you have uh uh i think it's available on yep xbox is it yeah it's xbox only uh this week and i think it comes out later on other systems but it should be free if you have xbox ultimate uh, game pass as well so it'll just be included in your subscription looks kind of called fun. minecraft what again Dungeon. Dungeons, I, plural. I think yeah. I'm finally willing to check out Minecraft. I just saw, I was on Reddit this morning, and I saw that they, they're coming out with, like, a Minecraft comedy club. Like, and, Oh, interesting. Well, because they're, you know, Zoom Zoom rooms and all this right. stuff is starting to become, like, you know, the big thing. I mean, I got... It's uh, our culture actually, now. <laughs> yeah. At, hey, sidebar, real quick. Uh, if you're listening, June 6th, I got a show uh, for the comedy studio. Uh, but, like... So you can, I'll send out that information later. But like, that is becoming a thing now, where they're starting to create these virtual comedy clubs, and I guess they're doing it on Minecraft now. That's like a crazy, weird avenue. But I'm willing to give it a shot. Talk about some blocky, you know, Legos and shit. Let's do it. I wonder what I'd look like in Minecraft form. Kind of blocky. A little blocky, probably. (laughs) But probably still super ripped and attractive. Probably. <laughs> Those are good donuts. Any other games, uh, Tony? Uh, yeah. Uh, for your Switch users out there, you got a lot of really neat games coming out this week. Um, Bioshock. Yeah. Bioshock 2 and Bioshock Infinite are coming out on Switch this week. And those are all three just phenomenal first-person really shooters. Games. Really good story. Uh, really good gameplay. Just all around. Can't recommend them highly enough. As well as uh, you're getting on the Switch this Friday, Borderlands, uh, the the pre sequel, Borderlands One and Borderlands Two will be available on the Switch. I'm with the show. That's Let's get it. An- another couple of great games that you can play on the go. Uh, we got also Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition coming out on the Switch. If you like your JRPGs, that's a that's a good one to take a peek at. And then, according to this, I'm pretty sure it's accurate, but I, I want to make sure. Um, okay, no, that's they're they're putting it on the wrong. On, so it said Last of Us Part Two is this next week, but that's not till June. It got it got pushed uh, a while back. So why are they saying anyway? Stupid website. That's it. <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, who's uh, who wants to go first? To what you're recommending this week? Uh, uh, I can. Yeah, okay, Shannon. So I've had kind of a rough week. So I, I'm just going to recommend a couple of things that really made me laugh uh, this week. Um, one, I would just like to say 
thank you for coming back, holy moly. Yes. <laughs> okay, so... so uh, I saw a little screenshot. Are they putting people in fireproof suits? And yeah, they're yes. lighting up wow. their fuckers on fire. <laughs> okay, I got to watch this. They're yeah. setting people on fire. They're making you jump onto sharks. <laughs> the windmill has added a blade and is going faster now. Yeah. And of instead course. of throwing you into the into the flower bed, it throws you into the water. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's just awesome. Just yeah. awesome. And uh, virtual Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's the thing, but um, it just it made me laugh my ass off. And um, and John Lovitz dressed as a pirate. Yeah. Who, who puts he puts for you. He's part of the part of one of the holes. Yeah. He has an eye <laughs> he has have, an eye patch. They don't have the robot anymore. It's John no, Lovitz. It's John Lovitz. And it's and, and it's, yeah. they they call him Long John Lovitz. And <laughs> And Stop. he, yeah, you get yeah. to a certain point. He will, he will then putt over the water for you to get you onto the next to to the green. He'll and if you, he'll Wait. he'll do the first one with one eye patch, and then they put two eye patches on him, is so he, he's blindfolded, and then he has he, to knock it. Is he actually good at putting? Or he's not bad. Okay, yeah, so, all right. And once again, Rob Riggle just kills me on that show. Yep. And the co-host is a perfect straight man. Well, that's you what know? I was going to say. Watching it before with Rob Riggles, he'd say some jokes sometimes, and the co-host just wouldn't know what to say back to him. Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot of that, that, that blank yeah. stare. And and they're and they're no longer avocados; they're avacados. Avacados. <laughs> Free avacado. I think I think Fred Willard actually pioneered that character in Best of Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was he, he was doing he was doing the dog uh, the dog show judge, and it was the same exact shtick. Yeah, and then um, another. It's a series on Netflix called Absurd Planet. Um, it's a nature documentary, but uh, it's narrated by Mother Nature, and uh, it's it's just shows you all the weird stuff that oh, animals do. I'm in. This sounds and, but, but here's the other thing: they they they, <laughs> they do voiceover for the animals, and the animals yes. say, the, say the stupidest shit. And, What's uh, it called? Absurd Planet. Right. It it, uh, it's they're only like twenty minute long episodes. I think there's like maybe ten, and uh, it's it's really funny. So <laughs> I think we all need a list. laugh right now, right? All right. Uh, anyone who else wants to go? Uh, Raise your hand. Jay, go. All right. So I've found out. All right. So peep this. So. Last week episode, we were talking about when to get rid of the CBS All Access app. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so here I am going to check my account, getting ready to log out that joint. And then I realized, oh, shit, I've had Showtime on this thing for six months and didn't even know it. So I started watching it. Yo, yeah, so that's on me. Okay, rookie mistake. But i just been... Uh, backlogging on on Showtime, and there's one of my favorite shows that uh, before it came to Showtime, it was on Vice, and that's uh, the Bodega Boys with uh, Jesus and Miro. Holy shit! Like it's, a, I, I mean, if you want like just qual, like my news source now is Jesus and Miro and John Oliver, and that's all the news I need. It's it's a quick, <laughs> it's a it's like it's the hood version of John Oliver. Really, that's all it is, and it's it's so good. It's very funny. It's two guys, uh, Jesus and Miro, that just go back and forth. They they give you news. They, it's just just watch it. Twenty eight minutes of your life each episode. You'll go through them quick. 
And uh, me and my lady have been loving and laughing through these through these hard times with Jesus and Miro. Right. I would uh, nice. I would recommend that those of you who have not seen Avatar: The Last Airbender actually Ooh, hop on yeah. Netflix and give it a shot. It's it's one of the most heartfelt animated series I think that's ever been produced, and it's kind of wild because it's an American show, uh, but it's it's produced overseas. But it it it's like the most anime feeling American show ever, and it's very. Uh, very Eastern philosophy, very, uh, but still, it's there's something about it. It's just so very sincere and heartfelt and well done, and uh, so I'd recommend that. And then on uh, on Wait, my blog, can I ask you a question? Yeah, is the uh, Airbender cartoon as good as the movie? It's yeah, <laughs> stop. Not, not quite, yet. but almost. Yes, yes. Right. Man, even I know. Even I know the answer to that joint. Come I can on, easily man. say it's a is at least as good as the movie. Okay. So, <laughs> It'll also tell you how to pronounce correctly the name of the main character in the ah, cartoon. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, on my blog, lgkwordpress.com, I've been chronicling my my uh, addiction to this one particular tabletop game that I'm convinced is going to be the greatest game in the world because you only need one person to play it. So it's uh, it's actually, I think they're going to be able to use it to have me civilly committed to an institution at some point because... Well, I'm, we've been looking for that. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. It won't be hard. It really won't. All right. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> I'll throw a recommendation out there. It's one I've always uh, recommended ever since. It better not it be these dumbass donuts. No, man. The square donuts. <laughs> they are above recommendation. They're just a half to. Fucking um, obsessed. The uh, Rick and Morty uh, started up again, and the latest yep. episode, the Vat of Acid episode. Yep. Oh my God! It is a good wow. one. Wow. It, it, it is an excellent episode, and it really highlights just how much of a dirtbag Rick Sanchez is. Yep, he is not why, the hero. No, why you should not emulate this character, even he though is, he's the main character. He is not a good guy. He is not, not the not hero, a good guy. No. He's a terrible person. Yes. So uh, That yeah. was a good episode. And, uh, oh, the Adult Swim podcast that goes along with that is uh, also good. Because they've been... They've been Warning us about the vat of vat of acid episode coming up for a few episodes now. <laughs> and, and even even having said that, uh, it shows you how bad he. Is. Just the episode in general is just it's great. It's a great episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and nothing from Rebecca. No, I haven't really watched anything this week. Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, you've, you've been, been like what? working I'm just, I'm just or reading. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I guess I watched like the new episodes of American Dad. I watched those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I but what else is new? Uh, well, I have a few suggestions if you're open. Uh, the uh, the new Patton Oswalt uh, special. Oh yeah, that was yeah. masterful. Uh, the Denny's a, bit, everything, so good. Every everything, every bit. It's I've never seen. A, a, <laughs> I, he just he always brings a better game every time. Uh, just a terrific. It's called I Love Everything. Um, so I good. would yeah back to Batwoman. I would suggest you go and watch the last few episodes of that because not only did, as we mentioned in a previous episode, they allude to the fact that maybe Batman murdered the Joker. Um, yeah. They've cast Bruce Wayne. Oh, oh I saw now, remember, this. Remember, all the CW universes are connected. Yeah. They have cast Bruce Wayne. The most uh, they've ever done beforehand was just mention offhand. That mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne exists and that there's a Wayne Enterprises. It's just he's gone. Well, now what what has happened is is because uh, Alice 
has uh, figured out the false face technology. There's a throwback to the Adam West series, false face. Um, <laughs> she's figured out how to make fake faces from dead bodies. Again, this show is dark as fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, from dead bodies, she's learned how to f- not only you know make it so that you seem like you look like somebody else, she can create from photos faces and so she has uh, taken hush whose face was removed hush was on the show as well or hush was on the show <laughs> yeah oh, okay yeah. i'll have to watch this i guess uh, i gotta watch this yeah story. just watch like the last five episodes it's really okay. all you need um okay. so she puts uh bruce wayne's face on hush now the thing you need to know about the character that is hush is he has been obsessed with bruce wayne because he's yep. a millionaire and wayne uh, in in uh, uh, Gotham as well, and he's been jealous and obsessed with Bruce Wayne through the whole series. So now he is Bruce Wayne. Uh, so that's where they left the season finale. Spoiler, sorry. Uh, just I know most of you aren't watching it, so yeah. I just I want to yeah, give you a reason to go and watch it. Um, also, um, also on, on the Disney Channel, it's a dog's life. There's only two episodes right now. Oh, I have that saved to my watch list. It looks so cute. It's hosted by uh, an old voice actor who does the voice of Pluto and Goofy. And uh, But in this episode number two, if you need something to warm your heart, how about puppies playing with baby cheetahs and their best <laughs> friends? Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm wow. Good. And then a grown-up dog and a grown-up cheetah who are also best friends. It's from, it's at the Cincinnati Zoo. Uh, anyway, go watch that. And that then finally this. Uh, go to YouTube on the Adult Swim channel. And if you need something to fall asleep to, if you're an ASMR fan, try this. It's called Relaxing Old Footage with Joe Para. The direction <laughs> of the moral universe curves towards justice. But that is not science. And my friend brought it up recently to suggest she didn't believe it. That is soothing. If that were true, she said, Henry Kissinger would be in jail. Now, they're just showing you footage of, like, waterfalls and forests and fish. Positive thinking. What else are we supposed to do? Yo, what the fuck? Exactly. What do you want me to tell you? What do you want me to tell you? Explored a bit to find something that might be of use for us, and came back with Austin Powers. (laughs) What? You know what? Amen. (laughs) Same as you. I wish we could all see the world through the eyes of a poet. But you know, we had the chance. It was called Google Glass, and we took it for granted. (laughs) (laughs) That's a final joke for the nurses. Yo! So it's just footage of (laughs) it's just footage of like fish and waterfalls and rain with him just talking. What is this called again? What is it called again? It's called relaxing old footage with Joe Para. Oh my gosh! And yes. and it's it's on YouTube. It's just it's there for free. And like the last five minutes of it or so is him standing in front of a big aquarium, just looking at the fish. <laughs> that That's is beautiful. funny. But yeah, um, he starts off with this talking about Austin Powers, and and then it then he starts getting into philosophy, and then he brings it back to Austin. Powers. Oh, this is an Adult Swim thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! No one. So okay, that, okay, makes, that makes that sense. makes okay. That yeah. makes that yeah. That makes sense. But so I was like, something. "What the funny. fuck?" 
That's that Google, that Google Glass joke just killed that me. That was a good me. one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking uh, of uh, animal yes. stuff real quick, I was watching yeah. the uh, trailer here for Absurd Planet. Shannon? Yeah. There's a lot of things squirting other things. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a lot. It's really oh. funny. It's gross. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm good. We, like, there's, a, there's a lot of squirting. Wow. That, is the, that is the one constant in this universe. <laughs> squirting. <laughs> Stop it. All like, right. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be like squirting, and the other thing will go, ew. Red alert. Mr. B, if you would, please, Mr. B. You guys aren't going to believe this, but uh, what? Sony's giving me $100 million to make a movie starring a ham. <laughs> <laughs> Eat me. <laughs> 